So glad you're here. Would you stand and worship with us? God, we welcome you into this place. We worship you. We ask that you would come like a rushing wind, that you would have your way in this place today.
Do you believe there's another miracle? Open the grave. I'm coming out and I'm going to live again. Would you say that with me? Open the grave. I'm coming out. I'm going to live again. You see, we come out because of his authority. We come out because of what he has done. We, become, we come out because of what he has accomplished. And there's nothing left because you know what? It is finished. Creation knows the voice spoke into the void. The breath that brought the dust to life and sang the stars to fall. The darkness fears your voice. You drove it back before. And though the night is long, I know your light. Sing with me. We'll drive it back once more. Amen. Our declaration. Things change on your authority, Jesus. My fight is not my own. Sin is in your hands. Yes, it is. I worship you because I know all things must bow to your command. Sing one word. One word. Yeah. From you. From him only. And cower at his rule. For if my God is for me, then what have I to fear? I will not deny him the glory that he 
is here, sing with us. Will heaven not prevail? Will strongholds not be moved? Yeah. Will spirits not be silenced? And cower at his room? Yeah. I'll lift my God is for me. Yeah. In whatever I fear, And I will not deny glory that is his. You can be seated. Father, we honor you in our worship. We honor you in our praise. And our declaration today is that one word from you, one word from you, and things change on your authority. One word from you and trajectories are changed. One word from you, atmospheres change. One word from you, hearts change. One word from you and minds change. And so, Lord, one word from you and governments can change, Lord. One word from you in this world can change. So we lean into, trust your sovereignty, trust your authority. And, Lord, even in that, you confer it upon us. And you've given us the keys of the kingdom, the ability to bind and to loose. And so, Lord, we walk in our conferred authority as sons and as daughters of the Most High God. We love you, we honor you, we welcome your presence, we welcome you, and we declare today, we sing, we play, we praise, we worship, we teach, we preach, we fellowship, everything we do, we do for an audience of one, and we thank you, God, we bless you. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. amen. And amen. Great to see everybody. My name is Jimmy Pruitt. I'm the lead pastor here at the bridge. And 
just want to welcome you. I always say this, by second service, you're kind of jumping on a moving train. So if you're new to our atmosphere and new to our church, we want to welcome you and say thank you for being here. If you're with us online for the first time, we want to welcome you as well. And also, if you are watching online, feel free to write us at info at bridgefbg.com. Any prayer requests that you have, we want to pray with you and uh, be here for you. For those of you watching online, if you're on Facebook, let us know where you're watching from. We love to see where our folks are from and where you're at. So, And then when we see your names, it just is a reminder of us to pray for you. And join us, be involved. Words on the screen, everything. Just just everything you can do to be involved. And just we, we feel like you're no less a part of what we're doing here just because you're there. So thank you for being with us. And do get your communion elements ready because we're going to do communion in just a little bit. So for our first-time guests here, we'd like to welcome you with a hand clap. Can we welcome our first-time guests? Also, we always like to let you know that if you are a first-time guest, if you would on your way out, there at the Connect Center, it's just through the doors and on your left, you'll fill out a Connect card. And uh, we have a little gift for you. We like to, to be a blessing to you. And so it's got all kinds of neat stuff in it. So feel free to stop by there. Let us know that you're with us and we have a gift for you just to say thanks for coming and we appreciate you. So welcome everybody. Also want to always remember that we want to continue to stay in a place of prayer and a place of, of lifting up and being in agreement with God's heart that the world would come to know him. In other words, he says this, that none should perish, and that's our heart. And so if you have your VIP card, I want you to go ahead and get it out. If not, feel free to pick one up on the way out. I know sometimes we forget to do this. In fact, we may just put them all in your seats next so we make sure everybody's got one. If there's 14 blanks. There's seven on each side. And these are one side is praying for people to reconnect with Jesus. We want to see people come home. We want to see prodigals. For whatever reason, life has happened and they're, they're out and about. We want to see them come home. And there's people in your relationship orbit that I know you want to see come into a full relationship with Jesus. And so you can put their names on there and pray for them every day. And then we'll pray for them once a week here at the church. And then praying for salvation. We want people to come to a knowledge of the truth that sets them free, the knowledge of salvation in Christ, of the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And so put those names on there that you want to pray for and just keep praying for them and keep that with you. Just keep it with you. And then when you come on Sunday, bring it with you. We'll pull them out. We'll pray over them. Now, when we pray for our very important people, that's what VIP stands for. When we pray for them, we also want to recognize that there's a lot of very important churches in our community that we want to pray for and be in agreement for, for God to bless them and encourage them. So would you just now posture yourself and let's pray together. Father, it is our heart and our desire, our heart and our desire to see the people that we put on these cards because they're very important people to us. But we also know they're very important people to you. And our heart's desire is that the prodigals would come home and that the lost would be found. That they would come to know Jesus in a saving faith, in a saving relationship. That, Lord, we would not have to worry about them not spending eternity with us. But, Lord, that we would celebrate together, not only as family and friends on this planet, but as spiritual family forever for eternity with you so we pray for them and for the churches in our community lord we ask god that you would literally release fire into their pulpits lord they would preach the good news the gospel of jesus christ and lord that fire would fall lord fire fall we pray we know that fire falls on sacrifice and so lord we just lay it all out there and say lord bring the fire of your spirit and wake us up 
We love you. We love the churches in this community. We're thankful for those that are all around, not only right here in Fredericksburg, but our surrounding communities as well. And we bless them. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen, amen and amen. Also, I want to remind you, and I do this for our safety team because they asked me to do it, but also it reminds me to say thank you to our safety team for what they do. But you'll notice there's a couple of exits there. Uh, they're marked, and then we have an exit just on the outside of that big door, and then one through that split curtain over there. So always just want to keep be mindful of that and let you know what's going on. Also, just by way of um, let you know what's happening, we have a baby blessing uh, service coming up. We're going to emphasize that on December 6th. You can go to our website at bridgefbg.com. You can register for that under events. So if you have a child or baby that you want to be, uh, uh, we used to say dedicated, but really it's more about a blessing. And we're going to bring our elders up here, our, our, our pastoral staff. We're going to pray over our children and bless these babies. We've got some new babies in the house, which is exciting. And so that is on December 6th. That'll be in the second service. Also, if you would like to purchase a poinsettia, we do this every year, and we always have this thing full of poinsettias. They're absolutely gorgeous, and it really is such a heartfelt a reminder that, that Jesus is the reason for the season, so we celebrate Christ. And you can do that right outside the door. You'll see a poinsettia sitting right there at the Connect Center. You can sign up there, and uh, the information's there for you. And then also, just a reminder, year-end giving. Be praying about that. I mentioned the first service about three years ago, I think it was now. Uh, I only did this because Max Lucado, and I love him, asked me to do it, but I shaved my head three years ago. I don't remember. It was horrific. It was hideous. <laughs> And I, I told Max, I said, Max, at our age, we don't need to be cutting our hair off. We need to be thankful for what we have, you know, like Paul being content with what we have. But it didn't fly. So anyway, we, all the campus guys back then, we all shaved our heads. Well, just so you know, I'm not doing that this year. So <laughs> here's the deal. We, we have a year-end opportunity, and it's such a blessing. We're so blessed to be able to have started on our own as an independent church a year ago, September. And we were blessed within the first six months to be able to purchase this building in our name and get a great interest rate. We owe about $900,000 on this whole property, which is great. And so my heart and my desire is to get this knocked out as soon as possible. And so our year-end offering is going to go towards the reduction of that debt or the eradication. Why can't we believe for big things? Amen. I mean, go big or go home, right? That's what my old boss, Dave Ramsey, used to say. And so we're going to believe God that uh, we're going to be able to eradicate this debt. And so for those of you, uh, just, just follow the leadership of the Lord as, as God has blessed you, so we bless others, and that's what we do. So uh, we can start doing that now. All you need to do is indicate on your giving that that, that is for the, the year-end offering, and that will go through about mid-January. We'll do that from here on out. And so that's over and above our tithes and our regular offerings. So uh, appreciate you jumping in on that. Let's do that. Let's just knock this thing out. And uh, as you'll see when we do our offering in just a minute ago, we have two screens full of people that we're a blessing to. And I want to see that grow and grow and grow. And then also, um, just a reminder that one of the things that we get to do every week is that we get to practice and celebrate communion together. And we want to do that right now. So if you would, if you didn't get a communion cup when you came in, would you slip your hand up? And we will get that to you. So just keep it up high, though, so they can see you. I see several hands, so they're going to get these to you. For those of you that are here and have been here and you did grab your cup, if you would, go ahead and just peel that top layer first. Not all the way off, just about a little over halfway. And then, then you can peel the gold layer second, always in that order or, or 
it can get rough. I'm <laughs> just saying. There. And so as those they're coming around, they'll get those to you. When Jesus was with his disciples, he said, I love what he says. He says, when you come together like this, like what, Jesus? Well, the Greek word is the word koinonia. And it's a word for fellowship, but it's not just hanging out, high-fiving, or doing a tailgate party. It's fellowship that's deep and rich and life-giving. It has depth and gravity and weight to it. And so he said, when you come together like this... Now, remember, they'd been with him for about three years, and they had seen miracles, signs, and wonders. They got to see lepers cleansed miraculously right in front of their eyes. They got to see the lame walk. They got to see a man who got lowered through a roof stand up and walk and take his mat and walk out of the room. They got to see Lazarus raised from the dead. So you can imagine their koinonia was really rich. When they sat down for a meal and they started telling and retelling the stories of what they had experienced over the last three years. I don't know about you, but I have, we don't have a lot of stories like, oh my God, you remember that day that we raised that guy from the dead? Do you remember the day that that, that leper got healed? And, I mean, can you imagine the depth and the richness of what happened around that table together? And Jesus was with them and enjoying this koinonia. And he said, when you come together like this, I want you to remember me. And so that's what we do. Because I, we may not be seeing some of the same things, but I like to think we're seeing other kinds of miracles, like transformed hearts, shifted mentalities and mindsets. We're getting to see some of the greater works that Jesus alluded to. And so as we celebrate and as we meet each other up and down the hall and in worship and in fellowship, we get to come together and go, oh, Jesus, this is amazing. And guess what? When we're together like this, he asks us to remember him. So we're remembering him right now. Jesus, we're remembering you, thanking you. And so when he was with him, in that moment, he took a piece of bread, and it was unleavened bread. And he took it, and he said, this is my body, and it's given for you. Not taken, given. Then he held up a cup. It was a common cup, and he said, this is my blood poured out for you, spilled for you. And it's going to cover many sins. My body, my blood. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. That he was willing to lay down his life for us. To lay down his body and to spill his blood on our behalf. And on the behalf of the world. And we, Lord, who have come to know him in a personal and intimate and real way. This means so much to celebrate our union with Christ every week. Thank you, Jesus. We remember. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You can take the elements. As an FYI, our children, our elementary children are going to stay in here this week. But I want to pray for the next generation anyway because it's so important the world that they're seeing right now and they're watching us respond to and react to in our homes is so critical that we protect and that we guard the deposit of the destinies that are in their lives. Would you agree with that?
So can we take a moment and pray for our young people? Father, we pray for the next generation. Lord, you have called them out to change atmospheres, to shift the climate of the world, to be culture changers, difference makers. And I thank you for the callings that are on their lives, even represented right here in this room. It could be the next Billy Graham, the next uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the next Reinhard Bonnke, the next man of God, woman of God is right here, the next Beth Moore, the next Joyce Meyer, right here in our midst. And Lord, we know that that's a deposit that you've asked us to steward and guard. And so give us grace, Lord, as we guard these deposits and we call out the greatness that is in the next generation. We bless them in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen and amen. Well, I want to say thank you, and I always want to do this and recognize how uh, generous our church is, how generous you are. And I want to say thank you for your consistent and generous giving. It means so much. It matters, and it makes such a massive difference. And you're going to see on our screens in a moment the difference that we're making in a lot of ministries and getting the opportunity to be a blessing. So if you'll notice, we have different ways to give up here. You can see on the screen our three ways to give. And many of you are already accustomed to that. We don't pass the plate here any longer because of COVID and the pandemic and all that. And so now we give our offering. So if you came prepared to give your offering during worship in just a moment, we'll dismiss you to go to any of the black boxes that you see around the building. There's two over there, one over there. There's also a couple out in the hall. And you can go and you can uh, give your offering there. And I just ask you to do something. Would you bless it before you give it? Just speak a blessing over it. To say, Lord, I bless this. And I thank you for the privilege of giving it. And then, and then sow it and release it. And then see what God will do. Believe and trust that he'll direct it. And so I want you to look up on our screen. These are the ministries that we're blessed to support. And I want you to get your, your eyes on the various names that you see on the screen. And uh, we've got two screens of these. So we'll, we'll go through. And maybe the Lord will highlight one for you. Why don't you just pick out one that during our prayer in just a moment, you'll pray for them. That God will continue to meet their needs over and above and bless them. And, and we know this for a fact that a lot of nonprofits and a lot of missionaries have really suffered through this time. Uh, as giving and expendable income has changed. So we want to remain faithful in supporting them. And always remember, you don't give to the church. You give through the church, and you're making a difference in their lives. So as we get ready to give our offering, again, thank you. Can we all stand to our feet? I want to pray, and then we're going to worship a song I think you'll recognize, and we're just going to have a good time in this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so blessed. We're so encouraged, and we are thankful that we, we move from the place of got to to the place of get to. We get to give this morning. And so, Lord, we offer these offerings to you. We give this to you and asking you to take it and direct it where it needs to go that will make the most difference. Thank you for the privilege of stewardship. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen and amen. <laughs>
church please please be seated if you would as we uh, prepare our hearts and our minds for pastor jimmy we're going to turn the lights on so you can take good notes
So we've spent quite a few weeks working on this thing of identity because it's so important that you understand who you are in Christ and whose you are. We've learned this the hard way. If you don't know who you are, you won't know what to do. But the good news is, if you know who you are, you'll know exactly what to do. That's why it's so important that we stay on a topic like this. So even though we're going to move off of this, the series has been called Make Room because the idea is making room, clearing the clutter. Because how many of you know this year has been a cluttered kind of year? Can I get an amen? Is anybody excited about 2021 rolling around? Am I the only one excited about new numbers on the board? So yeah, I mean, we're leaning toward that. Uh, will things really change? Well, I'm going to believe for the better. Now, here's the thing. This morning, for the first time, I thought back about my one word for the year. You know what my one word for this year was? Fun. <laughs> Annette said that didn't sound spiritual enough, so I changed it to joy. But for me, it's the same, right? And so, you know, I determined 2020 is going to be a year of fun. It's going to be a year of joy. And then what happened February, March? I mean, it just got really weird really quick, didn't it? And so it's been one of those years. But here's the deal. I've been able to find joy and fun in the middle of all this mess. Why? Because we get the privilege as sons and daughters of God of living above the line. We get to live above the fray that while everybody else is losing their mind, we get the privilege of living up in a down world. Did you know that? Now, if you don't, I hope you get it by the end of, this, of our time together because it's so important for you to understand there is a lot to be thankful for. Now, we all enjoyed our turkey, right? I did. I'm still enjoying our turkey, by the way, because we had a lot of it. And so we're enjoying it and thankful for it. But here's the deal. Gratitude. Gratitude and what we can be grateful for in the middle of all this. What I decided was that I was going to let my gratitude list way outweigh my complaint list. Because all you got to do is start counting your blessings like the old hymn says, count your many blessings, see what God has done. When you begin to count your blessings, you begin to realize this so far outweighs the temporary circumstances that we find ourselves in. Can I get an amen? So I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. We did. Just We had a special guest with us. Our daughter from Tennessee, our oldest, Alicia, was with us. And we're so blessed to have had her this week. That made our week. And we've had a good time watching Hallmark movies and all kinds of stuff. Amen? Not that we ever know how those are going to end up. But I'm just saying. I keep watching one thinking they're going to throw a curveball in here somewhere. And they never do. So <laughs> this is going to be a little bit different. But no, it's not. But anyway... Just back to, back to our heart and our topic. We, I want to continue almost like um, Jesus called it the persistent widow who kept knocking on the door. Well, I'm more like a battering ram with this thing on identity because I so desperately want you to catch this. So much so that I'm not going to stop. We're going to rename the series as we go forward. But you know I'm always going to come back to this because it is so critical that you understand who you are. Because when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And if there's ever a time where we need to know what to do, where we need direction in our life, it's now. Can I get an amen? So we're going to stay on this in one sense or another. We're going to shift gears. Uh, we're going to do a, start a new series. It's going to be kind of a, sort of a Christmas hybrid series because we're going to lean into Christmas for three weeks. And then we're going to probably keep rolling into part of January. And it's called Get Used to Different. You may have heard that line before. Get used to different, because this year's Christmas is going to be a little bit different. Can I get an amen? All right. So I want to do something. If you don't have this, 
Uh, we want to make these available to you if you're new. We've been going through this and using this card. It's an identity card, and all it is is a bookmark that we made in, in cooperation with uh, Bill Loveless from Christ's Life Ministries. Bill's a dear friend of our church family and a dear friend of mine. And so I, we took his bookmark, and then I said, Bill, can you mind if I morph it into our DNA? He said, no, go for it. And so he told me last week, I like yours better than mine. So he said, he said I think I'm going to take yours. I said, man, get as many as you want. And so, uh, so we did this bookmark, and here's the idea. All it is is, for example, any of you have ever bought a new computer or a new piece of technology, like a ring for your doorbell or any kind of new technology, there's two manuals that come with technology. One is the female version, and it's the book manual that looks like your Bible, right? It's a, this is what tells you everything, and we know every man, no man is going to ever read the manual. Can I get an amen? Let's just be honest, guys. Come on, bros. Seriously, I'm not. So this is too much time. So there's the female version of it, but then there's the male version of it, and it's the quick start manual. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Quick start's like three or four little pages that you open up and go, oh, pictures? There's pictures. Plug in. Button. There's the button. I mean, it's just like the real brief flyover. I mean, like 30,000 feet looking down. Here it is. And so that's for the guys. That's for us. Well, this is in a real sense a quick start manual for us men. And this really is for everybody because what it is, if you're anything like me, you have moments during any given day where you forget who you are for a little bit. It could be anything that comes along that disrupts your thinking, that interferes. The accuser of the brethren slips in, starts telling you stuff in your mind, or you get a bad email, or you get a weird whatever. It can be a lot of different things, and it creates a moment where we fall back into, and if we're not careful, we step back into the old man or the old woman. And we find ourselves responding to stimuli and events and things like we used to respond before Jesus. Do you know that we should probably be responding differently after we know Jesus than before? <laughs> but we have a tendency to slip back into old patterns when things happen. And suddenly we find ourselves dealing with the old person. And yet you're created new in Christ. Now, I need a reminder and while I'm thankful for my Bible and I've got it on my iPad and my phone and everything else, while I'm thankful, I also like to have something quick I can look at. And that's what this tool is about. And so if you don't have one, they're up here on the corners of the stage and they're out there at the Connect Center. And after we close this series, this will be an ongoing piece that we want you to get. In fact, grab several of them so you'll have them in various places. And all it is is the Word of God put into short form so that you can have help when you need it in the middle of a crazy day. So we're going to continue on. And what we're going to do, we've been doing the side with all the truths. God desires an intimate relationship with you. We covered that. It's truth number one. Truth number two, Jesus himself is the Christian life. I had a conversation with somebody between services about that, that Jesus is the life. In fact, another way to say it is, number three, Jesus is our source for this life. Speaking of technology, when you call in and into your Apple your Apple genius, and, and you say, I've got a problem with my computer. It's dead in the water. It will not work. What is the first question? What do they say? Is it plugged in? Thank you. Absolutely. And you're like, of course it is. You think I'm, oh, wait, hold on just a moment. <laughs> okay, now we're good. Oh, it's on. Yeah, the blue screen of death is not there. It's, we're good to go. So, so he's our source. We've got to be plugged into the source. Here's number four. Jesus wants to live his life 
in you. That's good news. Oh, but even better, he wants to live his life through you. That is a game changer. That changes everything, right, Jerry Fisher? Listen to this. Number five, Jesus, or number, the next one, number five, Jesus living through you will fulfill his purposes. That's what we hit on last week. Now, we're going to pick it up on the other side. And I just want to show you how to use this. But I have to tell you something first. You have to understand that your words are powerful and your words matter. Can somebody just say amen out loud? Now, by you saying amen out loud, you know what you did? You made me feel better. You did. Why? Because your words matter. Your words are powerful. If you say amen, if I say something and there's crickets, man, it tanks me down. Why? Because your words matter, but your silence screams. And so a lot of times our neglect, us not saying anything, matters. So our words are powerful. In fact, here's a way to think of it. It's a metaphor I've used for years because I've always said it this way, and my two sweethearts here will recognize this from a long time ago. But our words are like power containers. Think about this. Your words are like power containers. Another way to say that is, do you remember watching old war movies where they would have a battleship and their sonar would pick up enemy subs in the area? And what would they do? They would roll off these big barrel-looking things. Look like 55-gallon barrels, but they weren't. They were actually depth charges, power containers. And they would roll them off in the water, and they don't blow up immediately, do they? They sink down to a certain depth, and the deeper it gets, the more the pressure is, and they're designed to go off at various depths. It's called a depth charge. Let me tell you something about your words. Your words are like a depth charge in somebody else's life. That can be in the negative or in the positive. For example... Have you ever had a conversation and it was a tough conversation? You knew you had to have this conversation. You were going to have to go there and it was going to be painful and you knew it was going to be difficult for that other person to receive. And yet while you're sitting there at the table or having coffee or at dinner and, or in a conference room or whatever and you're having that conversation, they're looking at you and shaking their head in agreement until they get out in the car and drive off. And then what happens? Depth charge goes off, right? Boom, goes off in their heart, goes off in their spirit, goes off in their mind. You thought it ended well until the next day that you, or the next time you see them. And they come in, and they're mad, and they're offended, and they're tore up, and you're the antichrist for the day. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. What is that? It's a depth charge. Our words are power containers. And when we release them, there comes a point when the pressure is enough that the charge goes off and our words, good or bad, explode in somebody's spirit. But here's another powerful thing and another powerful truth. You can set up your own depth charge. How so? What do you mean by that, Pastor Jimmy? What I mean is that you can take God's word and speak it into and over your own life. And the truth of God's word coming into your ear Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. And when you hear God's word, you will, it will build up in you. It will blow up in you like a depth charge. Let me tell you the power of our words. Our words matter. And let me just tell you something. Because this is kind of what's going on in our world right now. It doesn't just matter what you say. It also matters what you post. 
Yeah, I went from talking, preaching to meddling, didn't I, right there? Well, I just stepped in it. Let me say it again because this is so critical. It's interesting how we will guard our words in a face-to-face conversation with a person. But put us behind a keyboard and we become Mario and Andretti behind a wheel of a car. I mean, it's like all of a sudden all bets are off. All filters are off. All screens. I mean, it's like all of a sudden I can say anything I want. Your words matter. God has given us a gift in language and words and expression. But when we take that gift and we use it properly here, but then over here have no filter, no check, and we just at will, fire at will. It's like ready, ready, fire, aim. And we tear up people and we decimate relationships by what we post. Amen or oh me? Why? Because our words matter and our words are powerful. So the, the value of this tool in the positive is that we can set up depth charges for ourselves and we can take God's word and release it into our spirit. And oh, when the pressure's enough, guess what? It blows up. And God's word on the inside of us enlarges us where you become larger on the inside than you are on the outside. Faith comes by hearing but it also has to be spoken, declared, and decreed. So we're going to practice this a little bit. I'll show you how this works. In fact, I'm going to go in in our notes here. And today, we're actually talking about coming full circle because we started here. So our identity in Christ, coming full circle to the truth. Let me remind you of something, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Old life, new life. And the reason I'm pointing this out is I'm going to use this in just a minute. Old life and new life. You now get to live out what we call a new creation reality. Let me put it this way. You are not who you were yesterday. Did you know that? Because you're new in Christ. Did you know when you woke up? His mercies are new every morning. You got to start with a clean slate. Well, we don't do slates anymore. You got to start with a clean whiteboard. We'll just start with that, right? You got to start with a brand new, clean, no marks, no scratch. Why? Because his mercies are new every morning. But here's the beauty and the truth of it. His mercies are new every moment of every day. You are not the person you were before you had coffee this morning. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Some of you I don't want to know or meet before you have coffee. I'm just saying. I know how this works. It takes one to know one, right? But you're not that person. You're not who you were last night. You're not who you were last week. You're not who you were driving on the way here when you cut that guy off and made him mad. You're not that person anymore. You're a new creation. You get to live out this new creation reality every moment of every day for somebody that's good news today you don't like who you were you don't like who you used to be well good news you're not that person anymore if you're in christ you're now a new person a new creation not the old you're now the new and i'll tell you why that matters in just a minute listen to this we're going to learn what it means because we're going to take this 
We're going to learn how to declare, decree, and speak out loud and release depth charges by speaking God's word over our lives. And here's how it works. Super simple. Your words are powerful. We already said that. You can shift atmospheres with your words. Did you know that? Did you know you can shift your own atmosphere? Did you know you can shift the atmosphere in an office or in a house or in the cab of your pickup? You can shift atmospheres with words because you can release those words into the atmosphere and it'll change the atmosphere. I've told this trick. I've, we've done this for years. A lot of times when we leave the house, we'll leave worship music playing in the house. And when we come back in, guess what? The atmosphere isn't the same than when we left. We've seeded the atmosphere with God's word, with worship and praise, so that when we come back into that atmosphere, it's like coming into it's like if somebody's been running a diffuser all day long with with young living and, and all kinds of oils and stuff. It just it's the atmosphere is different. And you have to understand the authority that you have been given to change atmospheres. And you do it with your mouth, but you can do it in other ways as well. So listen to this. We have to learn what it means to declare and to say it out loud. Now listen, sometimes people think, well, if I declare what God's word says about me, it sounds arrogant. Let me tell you, that is not arrogance. It's agreement with God's word. There's a difference. It's alignment and agreement with the word of God. There's nothing arrogant about that. In fact, it's actually quite humble to agree with God in what he says about our, ourselves. And so what do we do? We position ourselves to align ourselves and agree with what God says about us. And I do it by using these statements. In Christ, I am. The recognition is that it's in Christ. So the, the actual emphasis, if you put the emphasis on the right syllable, it is actually in Christ, not I am. And so in Christ, I am these things. And that's how this works. So if you have your bookmark, I want you to look at it and look at the very first one under your identity in Christ. In Christ, I am righteous and holy. Oh my goodness, does that sound arrogant or what? I am righteous and holy. Now you don't go around spouting that off at H-E-B because that people think you're weird. You'd be a flake. But what you do is in the, in the privacy of your own environment, you say, Lord, I am so grateful that you have made me righteous and you have made me holy because of what Jesus has done for me. You know what that is? That is alignment and it is agreement with what God says about you. Let me read the scripture around that because context is king. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 through 24 says this. In terms and speaking of Christ is that we're to put off our old self which belongs to our former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Remember I said old person and new? We put off the old. It's like taking a jacket off. It's an identity. We wear our old person like an identity. This is who I used to be. How many of you have tried to go back and put your letter jacket on, man, from high school? Should have thrown that away a long time ago is all I got to say. So it doesn't fit anymore. Why? A, you might have put on a few pounds and filled out since you were a beanpole at 17. So, just saying. But more importantly is, that is not who you are anymore. How weird would it look for a 65-year-old man to go wear his letter jacket down to the grocery store? 
Hey, I remember in the glory days. Remember when I threw that pass? Man, I was 15 minutes of fame on the gridiron. That was me. Man, I remember when, and I would, boy, it's always, man, I was. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, I was all that in a bag of chips back in the day. And you're walking around. Can you just imagine the absurdity of seeing somebody walk around in their letter jacket? Listen, the day I graduated from high school, my letter jacket went in the back of the closet, not the front. Because if I wore my letter jacket at Texas Tech University, that would have been mockery 101. I mean, you just don't do that. And yet, as followers of Christ, we have no problem gravitating to our old identity. Oh, I remember when I was bad to the bone. I remember when I was mad and had a temper. I remember when I was, I remember when, I remember when, I remember when. I used to be, I used to be, I used to be. That's not who you are anymore, follower of Jesus. That's not who you are anymore, child of God, son, daughter of the Most High God, son of the King, daughter of the King. You're now this. You're a new person in Christ. Look what the Scripture says. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Verse 23. And to be renewed in the spirit of what? Your mind, your mentality to be renewed. Renewed to what? Renewed and realigned with God's Word. Realign with what God says, his will, his ways. That's his word. His word, his will, his ways. It's all the same. And to have your mind renewed to that and then find yourself in alignment and agreement with what God says. Man, talk about a depth charge ready to blow up in your spirit and realign your thinking and realign your mentality. To be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So now we put on the new self. What is that? It's our identity. It's who we are in Christ. It's who God says we are, that we are righteous and we are holy. The word righteous is not that complex. It's sort of a religious sounding word, oh, he's so righteous. All it means is the ability to stand upright. That's all it means, to be upright. And literally, it means to be upright in the presence of God. In other words, you're not cowering. See, you cower to a king, but you embrace a friend. You embrace one you love. You embrace your father, your Abba. So I'm able to stand before God because he makes me stand upright. Even if I try to go down on my face, God's saying, get up, son. Come on, son. Give me all I can. Why? That's my God. He loves me like that. How do I know that? Because I know his word. He makes me righteous. The ability to stand up in his presence and say, Father, Abba. And he also makes me holy. So let me just clarify the word holy. Holy is not about behavior. Man, that just wrecked every religious devil in the room. I'm just telling you. It is not about acting holy. The word holy literally means set apart. I used this demonstration in the first service, and that's why this paper is torn. Literally, holy means this. It means you take something and you set it apart from the rest. And now this is holy because it has been set apart. God makes you righteous, ability to stand up, and he makes you holy, set apart for his glory, set apart for his use, set apart for his kingdom, set apart for his good pleasure. That's 
what holy is, and that is who and what you are. You have been made to be that in Christ Jesus. My gosh, that's shouting ground. I'm just saying. Listen to this. In Christ. Now, how does this work? So how do I do it? If I'm driving down the road or if I'm in my room, in my office or whatever, and I'm having a moment and I forget who I am in Christ, I take this out. Remember, it's a short version, the quick start. And I say, Lord God, first of all, I establish this. Your word is true. And I believe your word. That means, Lord, if you say something about me, I believe it's true. And because you say it and I believe it's true, it must be true because you said it. And then I lean into it with my voice out loud. Welcome to my study right now. It's me and my 15 computers and iPads sitting there. And here I am. And I say this, Father, thank you that you have made me to be in Christ I am righteous and holy. And he'll always add this, according to your word. And when I say that, something happens. When I say it, it happens because that depth charge now goes down inside of me. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. Faith begins to rise up in me. And I realign my thinking, my mentality being renewed in the spirit of my mind. And now all of a sudden... Everything's right-sized as it should be. Everything's oriented as it should be because now I realize and I remember who I am because God's Word says it. God, it's so amazing to me how we can hear the truth, actually agree that it's truth, but not internalize and welcome the truth. Because some of you are sitting there going, well, that may be for you, pastor, because you're a pastor. It may be for you because you're on fire for God, but you don't know me. I don't have to know you. He knows you. And I don't have to know what you've done, nor do I care to hear about it. If you want to compare scars, we could do that. But there's no value in that. Because that's the old man. That's who you used to be. Remember what we said? You're a new creation in Christ, and living in a new creation reality means the moment you came to that realization, right now as you're hearing me say it, you're new in Christ now. The old is gone, the new has come, right now. So whatever you think you were or are, you're not. You're in Christ, and that makes you new. And guess what? 30 seconds from now, you're new again. That is a new creation reality where you understand that what matters is who I am now and what he says about me, not what I feel and not even what I think because I'm renewing my mind to truth that changes everything. This will change the trajectory of my life, not a bookmark, the word of God written on the bookmark. It's the word that produces life. If we could get this, it would change everything. It would change everybody just receive it. I think in many ways it really reveals what we really think about God's word. And do we really believe it? Are we believing believers? So here's another one. Here's another depth charge. In Christ, it's on the bookmark, I am bold 
and accepted. Now, some of you are going, well, I'm not really bold. It did not, the Bible, it's not asking about your personality. This isn't, a per, this isn't a, an Enneagram. This isn't a Taylor Johnson. This isn't a Myers-Briggs test. This is, this is simply what God's Word says. God's Word says you're bold, so guess what? You line up under Christ, you're bold. Now, listen, it's not anything to do with your personality or your nature. Remember what nature is? Remember the old self? This is who you are naturally. This is who you are supernaturally in Christ. This is what you get to align with. You say, well, I'm kind of a shy person. has nothing to do with supernatural. I'm a shy person. I'm kind of reticent. I'm introverted. I'm not that person. I'm not a go-getter. doesn't matter. That's what you are naturally But what you are supernaturally in Christ is what God's Word says. And it says this in Ephesians 3.12. In whom, talk about in Christ, in Christ in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our what? And we walk by what? Faith and not by? So this has nothing to do with how you feel or who you are naturally. This has everything to do with who Christ is in and through you. When you get that, it's like, wait a minute. So you mean I can walk into a boardroom, into a meeting, into a trial, into a courtroom, and be confident and bold? Absolutely you can, even if that's not your personality. You're not faking it until you make it. You're just aligning yourself with what God's Word says. You have boldness. You have confidence. You're strong. My goodness, there's a bunch of Samson sitting out here because of who you are in Christ. And it's when you grab hold of that that it makes you walk taller and it makes you walk stronger and it makes you engage harder because now you realize it's not about who I am naturally. It's about who I am in Christ. Now that's supernatural. Man, I love the sound of those planes, don't you? Listen to this. In whom we have boldness and access. Access. Have you ever had an all-access pass to a concert? Man, KSEL and Lubbock always did these giveaways. Man, you'd call in. If you're the 37th person, you're going to win this. And Man, I would just tear my phone up as a 17, 18-year-old wanting to get a backstage pass to see Kiss or Bad Company or Boston or whoever happened to be coming through at that time. And I never won ever one of those. But I always thought how amazing it would be to have an all-access pass where when I got stopped to, by some bodyguard back there, some bouncer guy, I'd go, excuse me, I have an all-access pass. And he'd go, whoa, well, by all means, come on in. And I'd walk around like I knew what I was doing, but I never won. But then one day, later, years later, I'm a pastor in Abilene. I get a call from Rice Brooks out of Nashville. Rice says, hey, some friends of mine are going to do, be doing a concert in Abilene. You might want to go see them. I said, well, who are your friends? He said, well, have you heard of the Newsboys? I'm like, yeah, I've heard of the Newsboys. He said, well, a lot of them go to our church up in Nashville. They're coming to Abilene. I told him you were in Abilene. He said, you think you can get 12 or 13 people to go? I'll get you free tickets and an all-access pass. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. I start calling people. It's like 30 minutes before. I'm calling people. We're blowing phones up, and we get a whole group of people to go, and we go, and we get to, to meet the tour manager who's from New Zealand because a lot of them are from Australia and New Zealand, and he's taking us around and showing us, and we're walking around like we're something. 
We're walking around like, why? We have access. So we're walking around behind the scenes like we know what we're doing and like we belong. Well, we were, belong- we were made to belong because we were given access. Did we belong in the natural? No. What were we doing back there? We're going to like trip over a cord and unplug the whole concert. I mean, we, we could mess up anything. But because we had been given a pass, we got to go in behind the scenes and enjoy the full experience. Here's what's so amazing about this verse, family. In whom we have boldness and access. Somebody say access. Access with confidence. Remember the scripture, it says, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come with courage. It even means audacity. Be audacious. God's saying, come to me. I have given you all access. You have access to me. Now, here's the deal. Some of you are sitting there thinking, that may be for them and you and those, but I'm not one. No, no, no. Listen. You are one of God's favorites. You. You're not a Hittite. You're not a Perizzite. You're not an Amalekite. Come on, somebody. You're a favorite. You're his. You're his son. You're his daughter. And you have an all-access path. And he even says, come with confidence. What is that? That is an invitation to come into the presence of God, standing upright, Understanding you've been made holy. I didn't say you act holy. You've been made holy. There's a difference. And you're able to come in and stand before him. Now, you put all of that together, let me tell you, you're going to walk into Walmart a whole lot different. You're going to go in there going, we're going to take the kingdom of God here. I mean, it's like all of a sudden, man, you're like T.D. Jakes walking in. He's like going to tear everything up. Like, man, I'm all in. I got access. I'm confident. I'm bold. (laughs) I'm holy, I'm righteous. And that's just two of them. There's a whole bunch more. And they're all for you to partake of and begin to allow the word of God and the depth charges of God's word go off in you. You will walk different. You'll talk different. And you will look a whole lot more like Jesus. Amen? I want to invite our worship team to come up. We're going to get ready. We're going to go out with worship and celebration. Would you all stand, bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's go out with worship. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your word. Your words are life. They're life. Lord Jesus, they're life. So God, we receive the truth of your word. We receive the life that's in your word, the hope that's in your word, and the dunamis, the power, the dynamite, the dunamis, the power that's in your word. God, may these go off like depth charges in our heart. I actually saw in my mind's eye earlier between services that the word that was spoken in the first service was going off like depth charges all day in people's spirits. And I declare that over you right now, that, that later today, when you don't least expect it, something's going to blow up on the inside of you. You're going, whoa, what just happened? A depth charge just went out. God's word just became real to you. You've got a revelation. Father, that's my prayer for all of these, my friends and family, that we would have a revelation of the truth that sets us free. Your word says we'll know the truth. We'll know by experiencing the truth. 
And this truth will set us free. God, we don't want to just know in our heads. We want to know in our knower. We want to know in our heart the truth that sets us free. We welcome it. We receive it by faith. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Let's worship together. Waymaker, 
Somebody say amen. <laughs> Woo! Heaven Church this morning, be blessed as you go. God bless you.